welcome, guys. Uh, thanks for coming. For, for those of you that uh, maybe are just listening to us, we got uh, Corey Wilson-Hume, uh, principal at uh, Columbia High School, Heather Yarbrough, principal at Endeavor Elementary School, and Chance Whitmore, principal at West Middle School, joining us for a little conversation today around HRS, uh, leading indicator 1.4, otherwise known as PLCs, right? So uh, also... Welcome to the new digs. We, we've been under construction for a while, but Tyler's got our little studio rolling here. So for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, if this looks pretty fancy, it's because it is. Uh, nice nice little uh, corner here. You should tune in long enough to get a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and more to come. So it's not even completed yet. But yeah, they've done a nice job. So uh, enough about the room, though. So uh, we'll go on and uh, get going on the topic of, of uh, PLCs. So PLCs are, are obviously not new. Uh, it's something that's probably kind of been around the district for maybe close to 15 years. I would say probably mixed results on the intensity and focus and, and success of our implementation and continued execution of, of effective PLC models. Uh, but this year, certainly jumping back in, as we all know, leading indicator 1.4, one of the most important indicators in the HRS work. And uh, that, that focuses around uh, PLC. So one of the uh, kind of mantras that's come out of that work this year is complete the cycle. Uh, we hear a lot of people talking about complete the cycle when we're referring to our PLCs and kind of building the structures, processes, data collectors around how are we proving or improving our ability to complete the cycle. So what I'd like to start us off with here is just uh, what's kind of complete the cycle mean to you? Where do you think your building's kind of at with that? What are you doing really well? What are maybe some areas in that that you haven't quite got to yet and, and are in your plans for next steps? And uh, just kind of start talking through there, and, and we'll, we'll see where we end up. So uh, who'd like to get us rolling so I can uh, shut up and let someone else talk? I guess I'm... I all, guess, right, I, all right, Chance Whitmore, it's yours. So that's a great question because I think it's something that you have to revisit and think about every year as you meet, bring in and onboard new people into your building and onto your staff it changes. Uh, this year, I have a, a continuum as far as where my teams are at. I have some teams that are 50% new to the building, and my veterans are leading people along, trying to get them past uh, just prepping and getting them deeper into data. And I've got others like our Fusion team who have worked together now for several years who are just flying through the cycle, continuing to work with kids, identifying issues and overcoming them. Um, I think it's always going to be a continuum if you're, you're honest about where your building's at because you're going to have to, there's areas that you're going to need to improve on any given year be, based on changes in staff or things that you have gotten a little loose on for one year to address a different issue. Our teams are always going to be adapting and growing. I, I think here at Endeavor, um, one of the things that HRS has helped me focus in on this school year is really that um, prove or improve, right? And so one of the things that we did um, this school year is we added the cycle up as a flow map in our room where we meet as PLTs, and we're really actually collecting the data on where our team's spending most of their time. And what we're finding right now is that our teams are spending most of the time focusing in on um, looking at assessments, so looking at the data, what are we doing with students who didn't learn it or who already kind of knew it, 
And then that teacher reflection piece of things, um, the two areas where we really have zero sticky notes is the planning, the planning pieces of it. And I think as a building leader, one thing that that's brought to, to my attention is when are teachers actually taking the time to plan then? Um, when is that instruction being you know, planned? Um, when are they planning the assessments? When are they looking at um, what their learning targets are? Uh, so that's brought some questions for me, and I actually have some hard evidence that says, hey, this is where your teams are spending time. Where is this happening at? And as a building leader, do I need to provide some, some time for that um, has been a question that I know has come up at Endeavor. I agreed. We are definitely a work in progress in onboarding every year. Um, and the note that I would say there is that in the spring, we assessed our, our teachers on, do we need to prove or improve, and just, just gave them the different indicators. And they didn't know what they were doing other than just reading an indicator and saying, do we need to improve or prove? And 1.4 was, was an area that they highlighted um, as, as an area where we're doing well. But our leadership team decided that that area was one that we, we needed to work on still. So that, for me, was awesome mm -hmm. to have that reinforcement, not only that it was one of the district's five, but that they saw it as, this is the work. This is a priority. Whether we see it as a, an area of strength or not, like we've got to still keep digging in. And then it's awesome to hear you say um, that was one other thing I, I picked up from Mario as well is is to identify of the cycle and completing the cycle. So in in our one note that we share now that it's where we're collecting most of our quick data on 1.4, um, they're identifying one, two, three, four, five, six as as you know what area did we spend most of our time in our battle buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, time that we had this week and that that's interesting that you brought that up that's one of the things I, I heard Mario say I'm like oh yeah that would be cool and then to shine it back out to the team right mm -hmm. like this this is where we're you know spending a lot of our time agreed all the way around um, it's funny that when you get into it and you're looking you got your team's really trained to look at data how much time the other time they're giving up and sometimes they do forget that co-planning time mm -hmm. um i'm interested tell us a little more about the battle buddy piece because i don't i'm not sure that i know what you're, how you're using that at uh, columbia yeah it's synonymous with plt mm -hmm. so you know with with 67 teachers and 99 staff it's a lot of people to get on the same page sometimes and so <laughs> when they would say plc and plt and we use that for quite a few years they would mock it and make fun of it, and which one are we? And, and so we just decided to nomenclature it Battle Buddy. <laughs> so they're, they're pairing, like, who their light content pair is. That's what we call Battle Buddy. So it's just nomenclature. Yeah. And you own it, and everybody understands it, right? They do now. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. very different. Right. Yeah. So I would uh, th th just uh, iterate that all, all the things you guys are saying, just my experience as a building leaders. One, the work of the PLC is never done, right? And that was kind of one of the things we would always say as we, as we walked around, like, like, you're never done. Like, this is not mm -hmm. a box to check off and move on and say, yep, uh, you know, task completed. So uh, it, it's a process that just never ends. Uh, I, I was in Endeavor and actually got to see Heather's board where she was tracking. I was, I was a little, uh, one, I thought the board was awesome. Uh, two, it, it uh, just a perception, uh, which was a false perception, which was most schools were probably spending most of their time on that question number one and providing the clarity and identifying assessment questions and not spending enough time on the back end uh, where that, you know, uh, analyzing the data and providing that intervention is very important. Where I, I sat in Heather's room and was like, hmm, 
like they're spending all their time in that data analysis and intervention organization piece, yet maybe skipping the uh, clarity conversation of what, what truly does student learning look like and what questions and or data tools are we gonna use to actually pull out the data to answer uh, you know, question number two. So it was good stuff. I, I like seeing it in action and uh, I agree with what kind of what Corey was saying when, when Mario kind of lays out those different possible examples of here's how you track some of the stuff to make sure that you know we're, we're, we are completing the cycle and doing what we're supposed to be doing pretty awesome stuff so yeah. uh can i know. add something scott absolutely so i just um having you in the building and actually having a colleague come in and look at that work was extremely helpful um because like i was sitting panicked like oh my gosh we're not and your perspective was this is awesome like the fact that that's where everybody's living and i was like huh that is cool and we still have this to work fix, right? But it right. was really nice right. having somebody come in. And, and I think it just speaks, again, to the importance of the work that we're doing um, as a district, as leaders within our district, um, and how important it is to have each other in our buildings and have somebody that you can actually talk to and, and walk through some of the processes right. that we're all trying to implement yep. in our buildings. And so I, it was extremely helpful. And, and I think the lesson to learn is, is, once again, the work's never done. And that being like, sometimes mm -hmm. I think we fall into the trap of we, we identify some essentials, we build a common formative assessment, and then we go back and we don't go back and revisit that mm -hmm. necessarily at the beginning of every unit, right? A lot of times we'll revisit it once every maybe two years, depending on kind of where the team is. So keeping in mind that as you enter a unit of learning, like the whole process kind of starts over. You might not be re-identifying, but you're going to reacquaint yourself with with the clarity needed not only for teachers but students as you embark into the instructional learning activities so Corey, you look like you got something to say there You're oh i do at the i bit. do <laughs> her note so when we were in texas and got to listen to mario in that presentation the cycle he was very intentional about stating why why the the planning and preparation was broken out of the cycle so in the book when you look at it there's that you know out to the right that's broken out and in that session he described the reason why we break that out is because that's that's a common trap many of our teachers get comfortable that's their comfort food they go back to mm. what are you doing how are you doing oh look what I did and they, and they like to to do that part and get stuck there and so for him to affirm the fact that your your teams are gravitating towards the data and analysis and reflection and you know that end of the cycle no, knowing that the moat generally speaking is is there in, in that planning stage and so I just wanted to note that he didn't say that when he was with us over at Lone Star yeah he didn't um, but that's something right. that you know they're very intentional about so so they don't get stuck right there and, and, and teachers stay there too long because it's comfortable yeah, yeah. that's okay. good to know so uh, at, at, at our level uh, I, I think I, I feel like there's been a, a reinvigoration so to speak of this work and the ability to focus on PLCs and, and I kind of attack it from a different lens and and kind of roll up our sleeves and say we're we're going to get back into it and make sure that we're functioning at the level we want. I'm I'm curious at a, at a as building leaders, kind of uh, are, are you seeing some enthusiasm, some momentum growing? Are, are you seeing something in regards to the reaction of your staff to this work that you're kind of like that you know are already seeing the value and 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 makes you just you know affirm and and believe that that, that you're heading down the right path. You bet. Yes. <laughs> you want me to qualify that? I think Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. You know, I, I did not mean for that to be a yes/no question. Uh, obviously, poor moderating on uh, my part. I'll work on it. The the qualification I would add there is, um, f 
for us to do things that are, are reasonable and feasible and, and are palatable by the, the implementers in monitoring that they are completing the cycle and, and reinvigorating this work, uh, that, that's been affirming. So for us to go in and see the products or the actions, that's what we ask them to do. It's about actionable things or you know what mm -hmm. they're producing when they meet. And, and I also learned that from Mario as well. Instead of having them take all these notes about all these different things they're doing, just link. If you did something, if you produce something, just make a link of it and stick it in there. Mm -hmm. And and just, just to see that that body of work being shared. It's the first time we've ever had it in in the shared OneNote. We've always had OneNote, but we just you know didn't use it that way. And for them to be able to see each other, like see what you know what's going on. So my mentor house, I have primarily freshmen. I can go and look at all the battle buddy freshman te you know teams, and see what they're talking about, what they're producing. Um, and so to see that and, and to have it be something that is kind of social persuasion of each other, that has invigorated just a, a, a yeah, a monitoring piece, a, a way to make it transparent has make it, made it more, um, yeah, there's, there's more energy there. So question, is, is your OneNote also one that it's building-wide? So you're, if, there's, if somebody really wanted to from math, they could look into the ELA or back and forth so that the, the work's completely transparent across the building. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we, yeah so that, the battle buddy level's in there. What we do is on Wednesdays, that's when they meet as a bigger team to do more vertical and horizontal work. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have our leadership team is in there, our, our, our bat team, um, RTI is in there. So it's all, all in one, so it's all in the same spot. Similar how we're structuring it. We're not quite as far along as you guys with all the pieces and parts there, but just the fact that this year, moving it to where now everybody's stuff is in one spot instead of everybody hunting around for it and nobody quite sure what anybody else is. It's all there. There's no hiding the work or what you got done or what product you put in. There's a lot of pride in that. And that's just been huge for my staff. And I think just the only thing I would add, um, I have so much more to learn about HRS and I feel like we're just this, this much into it. But that idea of prove or improve, I know that our staff has just taken hold of that. And that's something that is, it's easy, you know, that's easy to implement. And it kind of has added a new um, level of flair, so to speak, that, okay, we're either proving something or we're improving something um, rather than just doing and going through the process or say, saying that we're doing something. Um, we actually have the evidence that goes along with that. And I think that that's been extremely helpful in, in pushing forward a process that has been around for a very long time in our district um, and actually making it work for students. Um, it's just been something that's been, been nice to have. Those words have made a difference. And they make sense, right? Like everybody can understand mm -hmm. what, what, what the main theory behind that is, right? right? And I think it goes right along with, you know, uh, all most of these authors that, that live in this world, you know, uh, it starts with Richard DeFore, you know, it is all learned by doing, right? It wasn't learned by reading or, or learned by planning or anything. It was learned by doing. And then, and then mm -hmm. all these other authors keep bringing up, like, uh, as long as you've established the why, which is, you know, why are we here? We're here to impact kids. Right. to the best of our ability uh, once that's established all that other stuff like like you will build your beliefs and core ideology by just starting to do the right work right and then so I, and I think this framework has given us some of those tools to, to start doing the right work right and, and, and give our 
our team's kind of the roadmap on on what that right work looks like, and uh, that, that's pretty powerful stuff. Uh, you, you guys have already shared uh, a lot of successes going on. You're building some things you've been able to enact and put into place in a very short amount of time. Uh, it's just the first October. I know we just got off that long fall stretch. It doesn't feel like a short amount of time, but in the big scheme of things, pretty <laughs> short amount of time, right? Uh, so how, how about some hurdles maybe that you've run into or some uh, things that you haven't uh, quite reached yet? Uh, maybe something you thought in, you know, in your planning, you were like, yeah, that'll be next, and then kind of come to the realization that, there's a misunderstanding or maybe they're just not quite ready for it or, or is there something uh, kind of challenging or getting in the way a little bit and 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 that's kind of something you're still excited about you're looking into the future next steps uh, just kind of things in that realm uh, what uh, if, if I was to pose that kind of kind of what comes to mind and I know right here I'm asking you to be a little bit vulnerable but uh, I think I got the right crew to be a little bit vulnerable and and just talk about challenges and next steps and but also at the same time what, what excites you right I can give us one right off the bat because it happened yesterday. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so leadership team meeting, we're um, working on some look-fors, right, and want to make those transparent and owned, right? When we do quick data, we want it to be owned by the implementers, not just by the admin or, you know, a, a specialized group. And so the ask of our next meeting was to produce uh, forms that we could go around and collect data and then, and then share that with everybody. And uh, yesterday in our leadership team meeting, we brought two options, option A and option B, and both got shot down. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just reminded ourselves the right answer at Columbia High School is the one we agree upon, right? That it's not top down. It's not somebody that wrote a book somewhere. It's the one that we really discussed long enough to where we're all saying, yep, let's go. Let's try that. Um, and then just on the success end, I think for me, one of the things that's allowed for the flywheel of the PLC to be reinvigorated like that it's actually, it's going, and it's going on its own. We're not reminding people. We're not going and saying, hey, did you, did you miss meat last week? Like, what happened? You know, that's just not happening like it had in the past. And I, th I believe it's because the learning is happening at higher levels, and that's reinforcing the adult. For the most part, PLC work is adult-behaving work, right, in isolation of children, but we use their data to inform it. Right. And it gets really lonely when all the things you're doing when you go back to deliver in the classroom you're met with apathy and you know, kids just really aren't, you know, pupils. And, and to have that be the last couple of years and then to have this year and to see our data and the PLC work be symbiotic and it's going like this. And it's just, it's so reinforcing. Sure. It reinvigorates everything just to have that. What they're working on and then going to deploy or redeploy um, is met with more energy from, well, the learners. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I think that probably speaks to you know, those two things run parallel, right? So, mm -hmm. so when we're more targeted and we're able to provide more clarity in regards to where our kids are specifically at, uh, especially from an individual student lens, they're more engaged in school, right? When they feel like, hey, that, that's exactly what I need today. Thank you. Yes. Uh, when your audience is that because you're providing it to them uh, as teachers and as teams, then that just, they play off each other, right? Uh, I don't think one has to necessarily come before the other. I think they both kind of need to happen at the same time. Thanks for sharing. That's awesome. That's good stuff. This one's an ongoing one. Um, we started out the year with a plan, and it's a good plan, and we're still working the plan dealing with how to get more Tier 2 time built into our core instruction time. So how to break off, pull those small groups while kids are working independently. We provided a tool, We've got, and we're working it brought in some teachers that had some elementary experience on it so they'd actually done this and had some experience in it 
and the struggle we, we have had is just working through that management piece to reteach kids how to be independent learners. And it's coming and it's getting better and I think we're gonna see some good results on it, but it has been a struggle for the, the past quarter now. And as long as we continue to hold the course, it's gonna to continue to get better, but it was just been, it's new for some of our teachers and for those, even those with experience, pulling small groups in a classroom are just have looked at you and said, I'm trying, but I've got to have my finger on these three kids that are supposed to be working independent while they're doing it. And it's getting better as the kids get used to it, but it's taking time. And I get, I'm going to name that as, you know, it's an ongoing challenge, but looking down the road, I think it'll eventually be a, a pretty big success for us. I think uh, the only thing I would like to add, I, I know stepping into this work, um, initially my thought process was, oh, identifying some lagging indicators, some proof that we're doing some things. We've got a lot of things down on paper. Um, but then when you're working with your teams and you're actually bringing out these processes, this is what we have written down that we say we do. What is it that we really do? And actually getting really clear on the work that is actually being done um, having lots of conversations. I've sat in meetings and I, I just feel sometimes defeated. I'm like, okay, this has been a process in our building a lot and you guys are telling me that nobody uses it. Um, so what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do about that, right? And um, there have been times where I, like, I walk away and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what's our next steps, right? Um, but again, it's, it's kind of exciting at the same time because we're actually getting down to the work of Okay, if we have this down and we say this is what we're going to do, what does that look like with the follow-through part of it? Um, our RTI process is, is a great example, our MTSS system, right? Mm -hmm. We have this process. We have this flowchart. Who uses it? Who can speak to it? Who? Um, and just, you know, instructional model, our instructional model, that's another great example. We had one when we were asked to revisit it. Is this what we do like if we want classrooms is this what we're going to see and hear um, and so it's that is exciting and good and defeating all in the same right. ball and, so. you, and by no means are you alone in that <laughs> yeah that, that's really good to hear yep, nope but that happens I, I remember years ago uh you know, we, we, we had a, a PLC process doc that we'd been using, and, and, and it wasn't on the back end when they were wrapping up a unit. It didn't look like what I thought it should look like, and it didn't seem like it was looking like it did when we first kind of adopted it and were using it, right? And I was, right. at first, the emotion is, what the hell's going on? Like, I got slackers <laughs> going. Like, there's there's some slacking going on here, right? I got to address that. But uh, it turns out it was an education thing, and we had changed a lot of staff. Uh, my leadership team kind of knew what was going on, but they couldn't always be burdened with it themselves, right? So right. Uh, we kind of redid the doc, but then took everybody through that process document before school right. even started in small group, and I walked everybody through it. And I'll be darned, in October that school year, the doc looked a whole lot better all of a sudden, <laughs> like, you know? So it, but, but the emotions that come with something you thought was in place, yeah. Right. And, I, and I think that, you know, I used the word vulnerability earlier, but I, I do think that's another thing that uh, this whole framework uh, is is asking leaders to you know uh, also be vulnerable uh, to sit on the balcony read the data what's the data saying uh, you know collecting data is awesome reviewing and analyzing data sometimes is scary because it 
gives you answers you didn't necessarily want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it also uh, blows up some perceptions that needed blowing up, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's reality, prove or improve. And sometimes as leaders, that that's not the easiest place to lean into, but I think it's important to show our people we're willing to lean into it because, right. um, you know, uh, sitting on a team, breaking out data and uh, figuring out how to respond to it is also vulnerable. Uh, and, sure. and, and for some people is a much larger stretch uh, for some than it is for others, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I think it's important as leaders to show our buildings as we go through this process that we're vulnerable as well. And took two options to the building. You know, one of them had to work, right? Like, come on, these are these were two really good vetted options. Turns out, nope, nope. they were both in the trash. And yeah, plan plan B, right? Option three and four next time. So, all right, boy, time goes quick, right? Like, like seems like we just got started. I'd like to ask about five more questions and, and keep on talking. But Tyler's waving at me over there, saying that we're already over our allotted time. Uh, so, uh, anything else you want to add, real quick? Why we got you here? We're done. It's There's, your turn yeah. next. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to see you. Next, next up. You're up. So, uh, hey, once again, thanks so much for coming and just sharing a little bit, uh, giving some insight. Uh, it's valuable time. I learned something just sitting here at the table visiting with you guys, and I'm sure uh, anybody that partakes listening to this podcast will learn some things, too. And, uh, keep up the good work. We're doing really good things. And, uh, hey, enjoy the rest of your week and uh, seeing all the parents in the building in the next couple of days. Can't wait. Thanks.